0: thankful to God, amen, for all he's done. I want to direct your attention, amen, as we go to the word of the Lord. I'm going to invite you to stand with me and go to the book of Psalms, chapter 24, amen. And you can already tell from my voice that I'm not going to last very long. So we won't be very long today, amen. Uh, A few times, a few times, I've lost my voice. And believe it or not, this is the God's honest truth. I shouted back. I am not kidding. I had I had lost my voice, brother. I went to church on a Sunday night, and I screamed so hard it came back. I was like, how did that work? But it doesn't happen all the time, so I don't try to do it too much. But Psalms 24, verse number six, one verse of scripture, and then we're gonna jump somewhere else. Psalms chapter 24 and verse 6. Um It says this, and let's just read verse number 1. Psalms 24, verse 1. Amen. The beautiful psalm of of David says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Verse 6 is where I want to draw your attention this morning. Amen. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Selah. This is the generation. Amen. This is the generation. And my title this morning is, We Are That Generation. We Are That Generation. One more verse of scripture, if you would skip over in your Bible with me to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 10. Amen. 1 Corinthians, chapter 10. And verse 1, a few more verses of Scripture. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea, talking about the excess from Egypt, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. It's a type of baptism. And did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. They all had the same meat. They all had the same water. They all had the same situation in life. The playing field was level in that situation, in that group that day. But the Bible says in verse number five, But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted, either be idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed and fell in one day, three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for in samples. And they are written for our admonition. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. Amen. All of these things are written for our example. Amen. And for our admonition. And we are that generation upon whom the ends of the world have come. Amen. Would you set your Bibles down? Would you help me pray and ask the Lord to speak to your heart this morning? Father in heaven, we come before you. We thank you, Lord, for the word of the Lord that is so precious. In these days, God, precious in our church, precious in our lives. God, we thank you for your word. And we pray, Lord, that you would speak to us, that you would have your way, Lord, in this place. Let your word go forth, God, let it find good ground. May it take root, God, may it begin to germinate and begin to bear forth fruit one day in our lives. We'll give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. My title this morning is We Are That Generation. We are the generation, amen, upon whom the ends of the world have come. If you have been in church any length of time, you have no doubt have heard the phrase that Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. He's coming back. Amen. For a church that's made herself ready. Amen. Another preacher said it a little bit differently, but this is in the Bible. Not only is Jesus coming soon, but Jesus is coming unexpectedly. In a moment that you think not, in a moment that you least expect it, He's going to split the clouds of glory. He's going to call His church, His children out of this world. Amen. And that is what the Bible refers to as the catching away of the saints. It is what we know as is the rapture of the church. There is coming a day, the Bible says, Amen, That in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed. Hallelujah. The Bible says that there's going to come a day when the angel's going to put his lips to the trumpet and it's going to sound the trumpet. Hallelujah. The Bible says when that happens, the dead in Christ, or those that are in the grave, are going to be caught up first. To meet the Lord in the clouds and following the dead in Christ rising first we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to be with the Lord in the clouds of glory and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That is Bible scripture and that's talking about a rapture of the church. First Corinthians chapter 15 verses 51 through 53 the writer to the church of Corinth says behold I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. He's writing to the church and the Holy Ghost-filled believer. We shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. As fast as you can twinkle, you can bat your eyes. Amen. The church is going to be caught away to meet the Lord. Hallelujah. Someone say praise the Lord. And it's going to be at the last trump. For the Bible says the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall all be changed. For this corruptible, point at your body, this is corruptible. This corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal body shall put on immortality. Hallelujah. This is the hope that the apostolic church has that if I live holy, if I live righteous, if I live sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, if i live living in accordance to the Word of God and under the umbrella of authority, I've got a promise that I'm going to be caught up out of this world and I'm going to be with the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I'm looking forward to that day. Amen. And while we've talked about that, for me. Many decades, many years, I've heard it all of my life. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I believe, hallelujah, with everything that I have. Amen. That this is the generation that will see the rapture of the church. This is the generation that will see God. Amen. Call His bride out of this world. Out of this terra firma, Amen. To a home in the skies that celestial city. Hallelujah, this world is still not my home. I'm just passing through. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Hallelujah, we've got to keep living with that mindset that this world is not my home. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Every time I put money on the offering plate, every time I bend my knee in prayer, every time I sacrifice and I come to church, I'm investing in that other world beyond the skies. And I believe that one day I will reap The reward for everything that I've sown in this life. Hallelujah. The Bible says that you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Every time you come to church, you're sowing into the kingdom of God. Every time you give into the offering plate, you're sowing into the kingdom of God. Every time you be an evangelist in your world, and you invite someone to church, and you tell them about the Lord, you're investing in the kingdom of God. You're sowing into the kingdom of God. And one day we will reap. The Bible says, "In it was one of the epistles that the writer said, be not weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. He wrote that because it's very easy to get weary in the well-doing part of life and live it for the Lord. It's very easy to get weary in... Amen. The the up and down, the the back and forth, the uh, the co- the going and coming, and, and the different things that we uh, that we encounter in our normal day, and getting up at six o'clock every morning, coming to church to pray, going to work, getting home and having dinner, and, and spending time with family, and, and reading a book and studying, and, and going back to bed, and, and then getting up and doing it all over again. And sometimes it can get weary, amen. But in those moments of prayer, in that time alone with Jesus. Amen. You can cast your weary soul at an altar and say, God, I need strength. I need a help from the Holy Ghost. I need you to help me like I cannot help myself. And if you'll not be weary and well-doing, you will reap. Hallelujah. Amen. You will reap. Someone shouts, I will reap. I will reap. Hallelujah. There is a reaping of the harvest that the apostolic church will see happen. Amen. Not just at large and not just abroad, but also at home in this local church, in this local assembly. If we are sowing, if we are sowing, if we are sowing, then we will also be reaping. And God will help us. And God will move. Hallelujah. Don't stop praying for those individuals you haven't seen come to the Lord yet. Don't stop praying. Don't give up and think, well, I haven't seen it happen as fast as I'd like to see it happen. I haven't seen it happen just yet. And and I pray and I fast and I reach out and I teach Bible studies and people still don't seem to get it. Amen. You keep sowing seed. You keep doing what you are supposed to be doing. And God will take care of the harvesting. God will take care, amen, of the things that you cannot do. But we are the generation upon whom the ends of the world are come. And here's where I want to talk for a few moments. And I'm going to start with some of the things that you need to look out for. Amen. These are things that will occur at the end of time. Because as exciting as the rapture of the church is, there will be a period of time, amen, when all of the spirit of the Antichrist is going to try to sideswipe you and kind of try to steal your faith and try to sow confusion and try to sow division and try to put you at enmity and in awe of your brother. And he's going to try to deceive you. There's going to be lots of things that come at you in the last days. Right. Hallelujah. There's going to be lots of attempts by all the forces of hell to trip up the people of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse number 1 says this. Know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Amen. They're going to be covetous. They're going to be boasters. They're going to be proud. They're going to be blasphemers. They're going to be disobedient to parents. They're going to be unthankful and unholy. They're going to be without the natural affections that we have as human beings. They're going to be truce breakers or, or promise breakers. They're going to be false accusers accusing others falsely. They're going to be incontinent. They're going to be fierce. They're going to be despisers of those that are good. They're going to be treaty, high-minded Amen. They're going to be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Yes, come on. And finally, 2 Timothy says they're going to have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Right, right. You say, well, this is for the sinner. This is for the individual that's not known the Lord. No, these are going to be spirits that are at play in the world preceding the rapture of the church. And I have a responsibility before the Lord. To tell this church, amen, to watch out because the enemy, as a roaring lion, goes about seeking who he may devour. And you've got to be sober, you've got to be vigilant, you've got to be aware, you've got to say, God, help me to have the right spirit. Help me to still love the right things. Let my affections be on high things. Let me love God more than I love pleasure. Help me, God, to stop being disobedient. Help me, God, to stop being unthankful. You know, you can do nice things for some people. There's nothing worse when you do something nice for them. And they just walk away. And you're like, well, maybe Thank you. I don't know. There's other times when someone says, man, I'm making you a promise right now. And you you say, okay, that sounds good. I I believe you. You know, you're not being gold. You're just being sincere. You want to believe the best for people. And then you're like, what happened? Broke the promise. People, the Bible says in 2 Timothy, are going to struggle with pride. They're going to struggle with being fierce. They're going to struggle. There's going to be these are the spirits that are going to be at play in the world preceding the rapture of the church. They're going to be despisers of others, and you I have got to be careful, amen. That we can, and that we don't look at our brother and sister with animosity, with spite, and then just despising them. We can't stand them, amen. You've got to understand that's a spirit that's working in the world preceding the rapture. These are things that people are going to be struggling with. And the spirits that will be in play in the end times. But God. Someone shout out, but God. But God. Amen. always has had himself a church. And a people that always have always run counterculture to the world around them. God has always had a church run counterculture. To the society around them. And though there you may see things happening in the world around you. It's not for you to mimic what you see in the world. But it's for you to say I'm going to go counterculture to the world around me. And by the grace of God I'm going to be humble. By the grace of God I'm going to be obedient. By the grace of God I'm going to love my brother. By the grace of God I'm going to be holy. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be humble. I'm going to be content with what I have. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to love my husband. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to keep my promises. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to love God more than I love pleasure. I've seen it in times past. People can very easily skip church on Sunday to go to the lake during church. They can very easily say, Well, I'm gonna skip church this Sunday, Pastor. If you get that lucky they'll tell you, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna go out and have a good time. I don't do it that often. Amen. One thing to take vacation, but don't skip out on church so easily. Right. Amen. Make it a point. God, I'm going to love you more than I love anything else in this world. And that does not mean you can't take vacations. Don't turn twist what I'm telling you today. Amen. But I'm talking about some people that they'll just so regularly miss church, regularly miss church to go out and have a good time. Amen. We've got to be on guard and be looking. Amen. Making sure that God is staying number one in our lives. We can rise above these things that 2 Timothy talks about through the help of Of the Holy Ghost. Number one. Through the help of the Holy Ghost. How do I overcome these things? Through the help of the Holy Ghost. And number two opening your heart to the Word of God. Stand in the Word every single day. God, help me to read my Bible every day. Amen. Number one is, amen, stay in prayer with the help of the Holy Ghost. Have a daily time of prayer with the Lord. If you have not yet developed a daily time of prayer, it's not long before the devil's going to snatch you out and mess you up and steal your joy. Amen. Because you Amen. You did not take seriously your relationship with God in every apostolic home. Hear me tonight, church. In every apostolic home, there should be times during the day, amen, when a voice is lifted up and it's a cry to help. The number one way to overcome these spirits in this world. The number two is to get in the Word. Amen. Read this Bible. Amen. I, I thought it was uh, quite funny. Amen. The preacher this past week talked about institutions of lower learning. You, didn't, you, th- you thought you heard me incorrectly right now, because we're always used to it being institutions of higher learning. Sometimes it could be institutions of lower learning. I'm not putting a blanket upon education. I have a bachelor's degree and I was working towards my master's and I'll keep working towards my master's. I believe in education. But sometimes we've got to be careful that we don't get so involved in other books that we forget the holy book. And we think, well, I read it in this book and explained it away The scripture this way. Amen. Get back to the word of God. If you need a word from God, honey, amen. Open up your Bible and pray and say, God, speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to prayer. And I've said, God, I need a word from you. And I'm not kidding you. Dozens and dozens of times, I just open up my Bible. And the first thing I see is a word from God. A word from God. I said, God, that that couldn't have been coincidence. That spoke to me right there. What was happening? Amen. You don't got to always hear an audible voice. You just got to get your book out. Get this Bible out. And begin to read it. Begin to consume it. God, get it in my heart. Get it in my soul. Yes, yes. Let this Word live in me. Let it live in me. Let the Word of God live in me. The third way in which you will overcome these things, hallelujah, is by having a teachable spirit towards the ministry. The number three way is by always having a teachable spirit towards the ministry. Thankful for a pastor, brother Nathan, that spoke to me many times <laughs> and said, "Brother Nate, this is what you need to do." There was a time, Amen, when my pastor met with my wife and I, and we've been serving in ministry, and he just gave us correction. That was it. No positives. And I said, God, thank you for my pastor. Yes. I didn't walk out of there saying, well, you know what, pastor, blah, 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 blah. What about this? And I see you. No, I didn't do all that. Those are our natural inclinations to defend ourselves and But well, I'm thankful for a pastor that's spoken to my life. I'm thankful, amen, years prior, amen, as I grew up under my father's ministry. Amen. There were times, amen. My father, he he's he's a little older now. Amen. Put my, my dad right here. There were times he called me. And he would say, son, you didn't pay your tithes this week. Oh, I know dad, I, I have the situation going on, but uh well you need to pay your tithes, son. Come on. All right, I'll talk to you later. Man. I could have said, well, you know what, Dad? No. Right. Even though I understand he's my family, my flesh and blood, right. he's operating under an anointing of leadership over my life. Right. And he would tell me, another time he would call me, or he would, when I, when I lived at home as a boy, I said in my father's ministry, he would tell me, son, I noticed you haven't been praying lately. I haven't heard you pray, I haven't seen you read your Bible. You go out and play a lot. You have a lot, a lot of fun. But you're not praying. Come on. And I'm thankful for my, my dad. Amen, And I understood he's not just my father. He's my pastor. Yeah. He's looking out for me. Amen. And in those moments, the things that helped me, Sister Gutierrez, mm-hmm. was saying, God, I want to have a teachable spirit. Right. Amen. I want to overcome things in life. I don't ever want to become, as the Bible says in 2 Timothy, high-minded, thinking, well, who does he think he is? I never for once judged my father and said, well, look at your ministry. And look at all these things and try to discredit what he was telling me. So I could escape, amen, the correction. Amen. I, I didn't try to discredit his ministry. And I didn't try to discredit my pastor's ministry. I said, God, if that's correct, then so be it unto me. God, I just want to please you. I just want to do the will of God. I am thankful for a pastor that has spoken to my life countless times and said, son, but Nick, you're wrong. You need a change. You need direction. And I'm say, God, thank you that you still love me, that you still care for me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thankful to God. Amen. These things in 2 Timothy, you'll find that there's spirits that are out there, but they're not going to get to you. If you'll stay in prayer, stay in the Word, and keep a teachable spirit towards the ministry. It's very easy. I, I know I, I'm, I, I still think of myself as a younger pastor. Yeah. N- next year... But, in, G- in july i'll be 40 so maybe i'm not a younger pastor maybe i'm a, just a pastor but i'll be 40 next year this year and uh, i know it probably would be easy for people to say well he's a young buck he hasn't been around the block that many times he doesn't know what he's talking about uh and you could try all you want to discredit what god is doing you can try all you want to say well you know what who does he think he is? And let's let's take the microscope and look at pastors' life before he tries to issue correction and judgment to my life and help me. Amen. If you do that, you are sidestepping the help of the Holy Ghost towards your life. Amen. I'm telling. I'm talking to the church today. That is a raptured generation. Amen. We are the generation the Bible says upon whom the ends of the world are come. And these are spirits that are at play in the world. And we've got to stay in prayer, stay in the Word, and keep our hearts open to the teaching of the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's lift our hands to the Lord this for a few moments. Would you close your eyes with me? Would you lift up your hands to the Lord? And would you open up your mouth and begin to talk to God? Jesus, I pray right now, Lord, you would have your way in this place. Father in heaven, I pray, Lord, for the Holy Ghost to help us right now. God, I need you. I cannot do anything without you. By myself, I'm helpless, but God, with you, all things are possible. I believe in you, God, for help today. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, all that you're doing. hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Dear friend sent me a link to a preaching recently. And the preacher began to share a story about how that in the book of Genesis. God had spoken to Adam and had given him a commandment to, as you know, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. In other words, have some offspring. Amen. Take dominion. Grow the family. Enlarge your territory. Take dominion. Just grow the family. Just do everything you can. Amen. And and, and let God help you. And so Adam and Eve had this commandment to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And Adam and Eve, amen, though they sinned and messed up in the garden, amen, they still tried to do what was right before the Lord. Adam and Eve set out to procreation. They set out to procreation fulfillment of the commandment of the Lord. And as they were fulfilling the commandment of the Lord, they were in fact and in actuality taking dominion and having growth and multiplication. Thus you have Cain and Abel. And amongst them, their sisters that the Bible doesn't mention. But you have the fruits of their labor. You have the fruits of their procreation, if you will. And when the devil saw this, amen, as this minister began to so eloquently point out, he thought, how can I get this train derailed as quickly as possible? And how can I put an end to the multiplication that's happening in this world? Hallelujah. Don't think for one moment the devil sat back and said, man, I lost that battle. God's given them redemption. No, he kept working. He kept studying them. He kept looking for a way to get into their lives and mess up what God was doing. And the devil studies you. He studies this church. He looks for areas that he can intercept the plan of God and the promise of God from being fulfilled in your life. And in this situation, the devil thus began to work on the boys of Adam and Eve. Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel were the prophetic fulfillment of their parents' prophetic word from God. And the devil is looking for a way to hinder the advancement of the kingdom of God in this church and in your family. Amen. And as a result of the devil working in the heart of Cain, he brought disunity in the family unit. He began to break things up. The devil wants End times tells us in the book of mark chapter 13 verse number 12 now the brother shall betray the brother to death and the father the son and the children shall rise up against their parents and shall cause them to be put to death this is a sign of the end times That the devil will seek. Amen. To put wedges of division into families. He'll try to sow discord amongst the brethren. But we are not ignorant of his devices. God's church. Is destined to win. In this attempt by hell. To divide, the, to divide the family unit. is the spirit of antichrist that's working. Is it any wonder that there's been. Marital turmoil. In homes. Is it any wonder that there's been. Amen. Strife in families. Is it any wonder. Amen. The things that's happening in our world and some of our families as the spirit of Antichrist is working to sow discord and to pit you up against your brother, pit you up against your sister and cause you to despise their sacrifice like Cain did Abel's. The families of the church need to guard against this and be sober and be vigilant because as I mentioned earlier, adversary of the devil as a roaring lion, seeks whom he may devour. Mark chapter 13, verse number 8. And I'm moving through here quickly. Amen. It's The Lord says, for nation, talking about the end times, nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be earthquakes in diverse places. And there shall be famines and troubles. Yes. Troubles. These are the beginning of sorrows. These are the things that are the precursors to the rapture of the church. Right. And I'm here to, to today to shine a light on it that you might understand what's happening. Your wife is not the enemy. Your husband's not the enemy. Amen. Your brother is not the enemy. Your sister's not your enemy. The pastor's not your enemy. Right. The enemy is still the devil. Right. Come on. And we've got to be wise. The Bible says wise as serpents. Harmless as doves. Not lash out, but say, God, I got to get a hold of you. You got to help me, Lord. If I stay in prayer, if I stay in the word, and I'll keep a teachable spirit to my pastor, I can overcome anything that this world throws at me. But let me shift gears for a moment as we wrap this up this morning and talk about some of the positive things that are going to take place as well in the last days in acts chapter 2 verse number 17 the apostle peter stood up and said it shall come to pass in the last days saith god i will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh somebody shall all flesh all flesh i will pour it out upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy In other words, God's going to use some young people, amen, to be gospel preachers. Not just the men, not just the boys, but the young girls. God's going to use some young ladies and some young men to proclaim truth to the world around them. This is a promise from the prophet Joel. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. If you're a young man here today. Amen. You ought to be praying. God give me visions. God give me visions. Put a spirit of prophecy in my spirit. Put a spirit of prophecy. That I might prophesy. That I might preach. That I might tell what's happening. If you're an elder man, amen, that you're up in years or whatever you want to call it, amen, you ought to be praying, God, I want you to give me dreams that are in front of the Lord. I want you to speak to me in dreams. I want you to speak to me in dreams. I want you to give me a word from the Lord and show me things in the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah what will happen in the days Amen, preceding the rapture of the church is there will be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And because of this, you and I should be praying, God, give me a powerful altar working ministry. Because when they begin to flood through these doors, we got three front doors, three back doors. But when they begin to come in from the door, every every door of this building, and they flood these altars, you're going to have to use somebody them to receive the Holy Ghost. Your spirit said, In the last days, I will pour out of my spirit. Amen. You ought to hold up your hand right now and say, God, use these hands to pray people through to the Holy Ghost. Come on, do that with me. Lift up your hands, God, use these hands to pray people through to the Holy Ghost. It's these hands that you want to use. Hallelujah. God will use the pastor will use the ministry, but God wants to use the hands of the saints of God to pray and see people speak in other tongues. Hallelujah, 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 It's it's going to happen. 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 you believe that God's going to pour out of the Spirit, then unequivocally you should also believe that God's going to use you to be a part of an entire revival. Hallelujah, there's not enough ministry to go around to pray for all the sick people. There's not enough ministry to go around to pray for every person in the Holy Ghost. God's got to use a Nathan Hall to invent Say, I set you free in Jesus' name. Receive the Holy Ghost. To use a many Daniel to put your hand on somebody and say, Such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your voices right now with me. Lift your voices right now in this place. Come on, all across this house. Would you lift up your voice as the music begins to play? Hallelujah. I got more but the Holy Ghost is moving. The Holy Ghost is moving. God wants to do something great. Come on, don't stop. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. God, whatever you're doing, do it in my life. Do it in my life. Do it in my family. Do it in my heart. Work in my home. Let's stand to our feet this morning. All across this house, would you stand with me? Would you lift up your hands? Oh, would you lift up your voice? Somebody needs to just reach out to heal this morning. Oh, the only way that the gospel's preached in all the world is if each and every one of you become proclaimers of the gospel to your world the devil can get you some focus on your brother and your sister that you forget you ought to be looking to reach a world and tell somebody about Jesus you're so wrapped up in all of the things concerning yourself and how it made you feel and all these things when God said there's a world to reach get your eyes on me Peter come on Come on, this altar's open this morning. Come on, this altar's open. I'm inviting you to come. Come on, I'm inviting you to come this morning. Come on. Come on, somebody. Are you hungry for what God has in store? Come on, somebody. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you seeing God? want what you have. Use me, God, to teach the Bible studies. Use me to pray in the altars before you can ever, amen, pray with others in the altar. You've got to learn to pray yourself in the altar. God, give us small altars, but get yourself to an altar. Come on. No matter how I feel, no matter
1: Saith
0: the word of the Lord and the proclaimed word of God over my life. Come on, somebody can very well receive the Holy Ghost
1: this morning in this altar. Come on, come on, let your voice out, let your tongue be loose.